from the Allen Samuel Studios. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Here's another three. And another three by Flagler is wow. good. There is nothing you can do as a defender. In fact, Newton looks at the bench and just shrugs his shoulders. Kenjo to the right side, gives to Flagler. Flagler up with three. He's got it! 29 on the night by Flagler. Bears lead by two. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. Brown drops it inbounds to Akinjo. Here we go. Tie game. Baylor and Oklahoma State. Akinjo to Flagler. Gives the ball to Akinjo on the right wing. Rondell Walker on him. Akinjo up with an 18-footer. It's good. Akinjo with a bucket. Bears lead by two. 12 seconds to play. Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears. Five seconds to go. Rondell Walker, likely for three. Shot is no good. Bears win. Bears win in overtime over Oklahoma State. 66-64, the final score. What a win for the Bears on the road in Stillwater tonight. Oh, John, it was grit. It was determination. It was perseverance. It was courage. And it was Adam Flagler. Now. From the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Hang on a second. Adam Flagler just scored again. 29 for Flagler. Akinjo only had six, but wow, were they big buckets in the end. And the Bears won the basketball game. And wow, we welcome you into the John Morris Show. Tom Barfield alongside Aaron Sexton. John is on assignment. He's with the Baylor baseball team this afternoon out at, uh, you know what, I nearly had a flashback and said Feral Field. But they're, they're at Baylor Ballpark where the uh, Bears are opening up a three-game series against the Blue Devils of Duke. And uh, that game is on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. That's 1330 AM and 93.9 FM. And John is on the TV call of the game. And uh, Derek is on the radio call. So it's uh, down the hall here on uh, 93.9 and 1330 AM. And uh, we'll keep you posted on what is going on with Baylor baseball as uh, we get ready, Aaron, to – well, this is a big weekend. I mean, there's a lot of things going on when it comes to the Turner Riverfront Athletic Complex. Yeah, there there really is. Um, You've got men's and women's basketball both at home Mm -hmm. with big games both against Kansas. You've got Baylor baseball with the three-game series against Duke. Uh, Baylor softball's on the road. Yeah, they they departed the cold weather for Palm Springs, <laughs> California. That's pretty good planning right yeah, there. Yeah, that Glenn Moore, that's not his first rodeo, is it? <laughs> exactly right. He, he said, you know what? It's 30, we're out of here. See ya. And uh, so, and you know what? They play tonight at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock tonight. They got, a du- they got two games. I started to say doubleheader, but it's not a doubleheader. They got two games tomorrow and then a single game on Sunday. But, yeah, 10 o'clock tonight, Baylor softball will, uh, will be in action. So. Should be uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, let's see what else is going on. So we have, as as Aaron mentioned, there's baseball today, uh, right now, uh, at, at uh, the Baylor Ballpark. 
They're scheduled for 3 o'clock again tomorrow. Now, if you believe the weatherman or weather woman, it's, it, it may rain a little bit. It's, it's scheduled to rain. I think, what is it, about an 80% chance of rain tomorrow? Yeah. They so I, I think they feel pretty good that it's going to rain someplace. And it's a tw- but here's the thing. If you're, a, if you're an optimist, then it's a 20% chance it's not going to rain. <laughs> uh, it, you know, so we'll see. But and there's, there's – I, I'm not – I can't confirm this because there is some conversations about the potential for a doubleheader on Sunday should – Tomorrow's game get uh, get get wiped out by weather. We'll see. I, I do know this. Duke chartered in here, so they don't have to get to DFW uh, to catch a flight. Their flight is probably sitting over at uh, the Waco Regional Airport. So, uh, or at least it will tomorrow or Sunday rather. And so they may be able to. You know, when, when you charter, you you have a lot of you have a lot more flexibility, as you know. Uh, of when you when you depart and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So there is the possibility that you know that they may play two on Sunday should the uh, the weather not cooperate tomorrow. But we'll see. We'll we'll uh, we'll see how it all goes. And, and then I here's what I do know for Baylor baseball is next weekend there's no possibility of a rainout. <laughs> no. At least I don't think there is, unless the sprinkler system goes off inside of Minute Maid Park. Uh, they're going to be down in Houston for that college classic. That's going to be with, fun with some terrific yeah. teams that are going to be there, and that should be a lot of fun. I, I know that Texas is going to be there, and they they obviously won't play Texas, but uh, LSU is going to be there. I believe Tennessee is going to be there. Who else are they going to play down there? Uh, trying to remember, uh, but there there's some really good teams. That are going to be there and at the uh, the College Classic and and that's one of those events where I think Baylor's is still going every other year and they have for a long time. I remember I've been down there for several of those games and man, they are a lot of fun. All right, uh, Aaron, the, are you are you pumped? Are you jazz? Are you excited about uh, uh, ESPN's game day being in town and and all that fun stuff? I am. Um, you know, as good as they've been, it, it's happened a couple of times before, but it. It's one of those things that doesn't get old. It's still, uh, it's still a big deal, and uh, it lets you know that that your program is is uh, at a high level. Because that, in order for them to show up, both the teams involved, you know, have to be at a high level, and, which and, they obviously are tomorrow. Yeah, I just think it's cool. I mean, Reese really Davis is, is going to be here. Uh, Seth uh, Greenberg is going to be here. Lafonso Ellis is going to be here. And, of course, Jay Billis will be here as well. Now, here's how this thing rolls. You ready? Uh, the, the doors are going to open for student entry at 8.30. Then the doors open to the public at 8.45. The show is at 10. Then the doors are going to open for the uh, Baylor women and Kansas at 1 o'clock with the tip at 2. And, uh, look. This is a this is a good Kansas team. This is not mm-hmm. this is a much 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 better Kansas team. And if you'll remember, if you'll remember, Baylor was uh, Baylor was on two, mm-hmm. went to Lawrence, played Kansas, and I watched the game and I still don't know how they won it. They were down by four with eighteen seconds left and won by four. Yes, <laughs> or three, I, I, three I, or four, but still, I mean, it was and that has. His, that was the catalyst. Yes, it has catapulted them 
where they are now, which is tied for first place in the league. One loss since that game. Yep. They lost to Oklahoma in that crazy night where OU was delayed getting here and, you know, they were going to fly and then they took a bus and, you know, planes, <laughs> trains, and automobiles and yep. the whole nine yards. That's the only loss that Baylor has has suffered since since that I, – and, and that's the only way I know how to describe it, that miraculous win against KU. I, 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 again, I watched it, and I still am not real clear how that happened. I was it, listening, and I was like, oh, my goodness. It you was know, unbelievable. They're, you know, they're, look, they're staring down the barrel at 0-3 in conference, and, and they somehow pulled it out. And I don't want to say turn their season around like their season would have been bad if they hadn't won that game, but I think it made a huge difference, obviously. There's and, no question. And, and got the ship righted, so to speak, and – do you do y'all do you stop and wonder sometimes where this team would be if they were zero and three? I I've had that discussion with my brother because we're yeah. both Baylor fans and and uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I look. They may have gone on the same run after that, right? But I I, I don't want to find out. I mean, That's exactly you don't want to give right. that one back. Uh, it was it's 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 been a it's, and Nikki Collin has and her staff have done a terrific job. A terrific. I mean, they they play seven players. And they keep them in the game. They keep their legs under them. I mean, they have done a terrific job with this basketball team. But my point being, this is a, what a women a KUT that's about ten and five, and mm-hmm. and they're right in the mix. Yeah, so, I think they're tied for third in conference. They just lost to Iowa State, but Iowa State's tied for the yeah. league, league lead with with Baylor. Think about that. Now you got we we were just talking about the men, and we'll get to them in just a second. But the women go Kansas today, big game. And then Iowa State on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on now, <laughs> that's I mean that's what it's all about. If if you want to play in big games, this this it doesn't get any bigger than this Saturday and Monday. Yeah, Baylor with two big games tomorrow against Kansas, and then two big big Monday games. That's you right. Know, with that's the, right. With the uh, Baylor women playing early against uh, uh, Iowa State on the road in a battle for first place, and then the men. On the road against Texas with the Longhorns closing out yeah, Frank Irwin Center. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> Just think about Saturday, though, for the Baylor men. They, they play KU, and KU took them to the woodshed in Lawrence. There's mm-hmm. no other way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did. Uh, and we talked about it on the morning show this morning. Is that a game where the players have that in the in the back of their mind. I don't know how you can't think about that in some shape. I, I know you, you're supposed to bury them and go to the next game, win, lose, or draw, but that's human nature that you're thinking about that one. Uh, I don't think – I think that they're – I think that they probably have had KU circled on their on – their, it may not, may not be physically in ink, right. but I think that everybody's like, I cannot wait till they come to Waco. Well, they're coming to Waco tomorrow, and, and it's a 7 o'clock tip tomorrow night. And we'll have it for you right here at 6.30 on the flagship station for ESPN Central Texas. And and another big game in, in the league will have Texas Tech in Fort Worth to take on TCU. It's a big game for TCU. It is. There, uh, I was looking at the, the latest bracketology came out today. Uh-huh. And TCU is uh, first four, uh, last four buys, which they have last four buys. Last four in, first four out, next four out. Mm-hmm. So they're, I don't want to say comfortably in, but they're not on the very edge of the bubble, according to Joe Lenardi, and he's he's really good at predicting who gets in and who gets out. I mean, he he's 
and, and I'm He's not usually saying, pretty accurate. I'm not saying TCU is going to go beat Texas Tech. I, I'm not saying that, but I will say this: as good as Texas Tech is at home in the United Supermarket Arena, seventeen and zero or nineteen and zero or something like that, they struggle on the road. They're they're five hundred on the road, yeah. really. I mean, if you want to get right down to it, yeah, I don't want to say struggle like they're <laughs> under yeah. five hundred, but still, for for a team that good to be five hundred on the road, that's struggling. Yeah, in conference, they're three and four. Uh, out of conference, overall, between road games and neutral site games, they're five and six. I mean, so uh, there you go. But, and again, this it's a really good and very talented Texas Tech team. Uh, this league is just, you know, come on. It's, it's just ridiculous. It, is, it, it, it really, really is. is. It really is that good. Uh, so we'll see. But I, my point being, what if TCU takes care of their home floor? And what if Baylor takes care of their home floor? What do you got? You got a you got a first place Baylor team. You got yeah, that's exactly right. It's uh, I was about to say you have a jumble at the top, but you would you would Kansas technically would still be in first place by a half a game. They're twelve and two, and Baylor's eleven and four. Right. So they'd be tied in the win column and a half game back in the loss column. But how cool would that be? I mean, going down the final couple of ball games. Yeah, with everything that's happened, Baylor still has a chance to repeat as Big Twelve champion. Yep. Uh, on both sides, mm-hmm. on both sides, and then as you mentioned, they'll go, they'll go to Austin and close out the Urban Center on Monday. Now, do you know what the that that's actually not the last basketball game in the Urban Center? Right, we say close it out. We're, yeah, for the men, it will. But right, uh, and the Texas women are probably going to host. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, they were. Oh, they absolutely will. I think yeah. they were a three seed, and I think they were actually even in the in the. Six, first 16 reveal were ahead of Baylor. I don't think they will be in the next one. Right. But, um, yeah, they, they will definitely host the first round. So there will be two more games there um, after the Baylor and Texas game Monday. But, and, and then later on in March or April, did, the Globetrotters are coming to town. So there will be, oh, okay. be two more is, games. Is security off today? <laughs> I don't know. Holy moly. <laughs> so, so, some yeah, yeah, absolutely. Random people walking in the. I mean, they just or? meander around no. in here. All right, it's, it's the legendary Lark Smith. <laughs> it is my. on mine. Yeah, uh, three fourteen, fourteen after three. This is the John Morris Show this afternoon. And again, John, if you uh, just tuned in, John is uh, uh, taking care of some baseball broadcasting over on. Uh, I guess what is that? Big Twelve now from ESPN Plus, so you can check that out. And uh, and of course, we have the game on our airwaves down the hall in Studio C. I always thought that was Studio 3, but it's Studio C, technically. And uh, and uh, we've got that one for you over on Fox Sports Central Texas, 1330 AM and 93.9 FM. Uh, today's John Morris program is brought to you in part by Diamore Fine Jewelers, Amanda Cunningham, Codewell Bankers, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business, the Baylor Club, and Cleo Wealth Management. Speaking of the Baylor Club, Matt Mosley will be at the Baylor Club this afternoon at 4 o'clock. He'll be broadcasting live from over there uh, in about uh, 45 minutes, so keep that in mind. All right, the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. The chance for a few isolated areas of drizzle moves in after midnight tonight with temperatures falling into the mid-30s. Tomorrow, rain and clouds are in the forecast for much of the day with a high of only 40 degrees. Rain will taper off late Saturday night into early Sunday, and Sunday looking to be a lot warmer with returning sunshine and a high of 57. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5:36 and 9 for your forecasts first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long 
on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back home in the Farrell Center Saturday hosting Kansas. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday for Baylor, Kansas women's basketball. This season, join Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm for Baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin, choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Each new year brings a renewed sense of resolve to live life better, which means it's a great time to talk about the state of your personal wealth. I'm Joe Kaleo. If you'd like to start the year with a more robust wealth strategy, We'll help you find new opportunities to meet your goals. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with Case Construction Equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case Equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. It's official. Art Browles is back in college football. Coach Browles has been named the offensive coordinator of the Grambling Tigers. College game day will be in Waco tomorrow morning for the number 10 Baylor Bears and number 5 Kansas Jayhawks match up tomorrow night at the Farrell Center. Tip is at 7 o'clock and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Number 5 Baylor women will also face Kansas tomorrow in the Farrell Center. That tip is at 2 o'clock and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor baseball continues its 7-game homestand to be with a 3-game set against number 23 Duke starting this afternoon. You can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. UMHB women's basketball advanced to the semifinals in the American Southwest Conference Tournament and will face UT Dallas at the Mayburn Center in Belton today. UMHB men also head to the semifinals. They will face UT Dallas tonight. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. 
320, 20 minutes after 3 o'clock on a... Okay, so we argued a little bit about this this morning. Is it cold or is it a uh, a uh, crisp uh, Friday afternoon? You're asking the wrong person. Ward, <laughs> Ward White looked at me like I was crazy yesterday, which I get that a lot because I had turned up the uh, heat in the... Con- when everybody leaves, I, 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 I make it warmer. I put it, to seven, put it on 73, which is very warm for most people. And he was like, how can you stand that? I'm like, my apartment right now is 76. Are you kidding me? No. And I, I Won't love you t- it. Turn, make sure you change, you know, pull that bread out and start the next <laughs> loaf. I keep it toasty. But, I'm, I, yeah, I get cold very easily. So I'd be the wrong person. At. To me, anything under 50 is cold. All right. So you're not the person to ask. No. You're going to say it's cold today. Uh, but, you know, I'll say this. With, it's really not that windy, and it's not totally unbearable. It's cold, I get it, but it's not totally unbearable. Anyway, I don't know how we got there. Uh, 321, let's reel it back in, get back get back on track here. Uh, Baylor baseball, by the way, they're in the uh, bottom of the first inning, or actually the top of the second inning, there's still no score between the Bears and the Blue Devils. All right, uh, let's see, what do we got? Uh, earlier, earlier this, this week, Matt Mosley had a chance to catch up with Alfonso Ellis, who is going to be uh, at the uh, at the uh, Ferrell Center uh, tomorrow, uh, and part of the uh, the program uh, as the uh, as game day comes to town. It should be a lot of fun, and uh, and he had an opportunity to visit with him on a, on a number of subjects. And here's that conversation. Proud to be joined for a. Um a return performance by uh, LaFonso Ellis and uh, does such a great job on college game day. And we had to we had to track down LaFonso because game day is coming to Waco. And uh, LaFonso, this was, uh, I guess I was looking back to see when you joined that college game day crew. And I guess it was right around the time that year, um, Baylor in Kansas, it was number one versus number two. There was a ton of excitement over that. Um, do you uh, do you remember the? Uh, I, and of course, that was the year right before the the tournament got shut down. Do you remember yeah. all the pomp and circumstance leading up to that particular game? Uh, I remember much of it, and part of that was it was my first year uh, as a college game day analyst, and I was thrilled to actually get down to Baylor because I had been saying uh, for about a year or so that I felt the Baylor Bears were the best team in in the country. And uh, at that time, Gonzaga and Baylor had kind of separated themselves as being like the two elite teams with a whole bunch of great teams following behind them. And uh, I've been friends with the Drew family for a long time, so I was excited to see Scott Drew on his his own turf because I hadn't been to Baylor. And, uh, and of course, playing against Kansas. And and what better... uh, game to have on national television with all of the pomp and circumstances uh, surrounding it. Kansas being a traditional blue blood and, of course, Baylor being one of the new bloods. And so uh, what an incredible uh, atmosphere we had for that game. Uh, The the Baylor faithful were so uh, generous and and hospitable uh, with, with our being there. And I just remember having a terrific experience and when our bosses said recently that we were going back to Waco, I was absolutely thrilled. 
<laughs> Not everybody's always excited to go to Waco, but uh, we're 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 glad you are. And uh, Lafonso, I I went to Baylor, uh, but also you know I have my journalist cap I have to put on. But I I think for that game, if I recall correctly, I did slip up there with my buddies in the stands and uh, <laughs> and take that one in as a fan. And it's just uh, what a what a what a fun atmosphere. Now, as you've done some of these now, and you've gotten more and more of these college game day. Um, you know, obviously for years it was about the college game day football experience. And then over time, I guess we go back to 2015 or 16, college game day basketball became a bigger and bigger deal. And, and it almost lends itself, especially when you get, you know, the, uh, the crowds into the gym early like you will at the Farrell Center. Um, is it, uh, it, 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 does it just keep getting bigger and bigger, Lafonso? It, it, I know the uh, the pandemic was weird on everybody, but since we've all been able to gather again, have you seen even even more enthusiasm as College Game Day goes to these different sites? Yeah, I my experience prior to and and recently gaining, Jay and Seth warned me that it would be the case. The traditional powers that are kind of used to having us there. Uh, we, we get a wonderfully warm reception and turnout. Uh, but clearly, when we go to the places that don't see us often or maybe for the first time, uh, it, it's, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, the, both the turnout, the energy uh, in the building, um, and, of course, our show is not catered to uh, the team that we're, who, who's hosting us. Uh, we're literally having a show talking about all the important topics of college basketball. But, of course, anytime we mention the name or a team member or a coach on the staff of the hosting team, uh, the, the place just goes nuts. And so um, <laughs> I, 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 my experience has been since the COVID hit and we weren't able to get out on the road that everyone's excited. Our group, obviously, and then the hosting uh, team, everyone's excited to have us in the house. And so, obviously, that, that makes it so much more fun for us. Okay, Lafonso, and let us know if you need any uh, restaurant recommendations, okay? You may have discovered some things last time, but uh, <laughs> one, of the, one of the things you have to do, uh, being a guy who appreciates great food, is the what's called the gut pack. Uh, and then, of course, there's the world-famous Georges. I don't know. You're a very spiritual man. You may, uh, much like the Baylor people, you may stay away from the drink. But uh, the, big o, the Big O schooner is a very famous thing in Waco at George's Bar. So uh, lots, of, lots of fun opportunities for places to visit. Now, the game itself, uh, talking to LaFonso Ellis, part of the College Game Day crew, uh, this sets up, this is going to be a really interesting matchup, huge for both teams. Kansas right now, Kansas could really put its foot down on Baylor as far as in the mm-hmm. conference race with a win. Sure. Bears sure. are, you know, it's one of those things. Nobody can talk about Baylor without talking about all the injuries. But at some point, sure. of course, they got to get out there and play. And as you sure. remember, uh, Notre Dame and then playing for the Nuggets and all those years in the NBA, if you're out there, you're expected to perform. So I, I, I find myself sometimes, Lafonso, almost wanting to tell the announcers, you know, we all love to tell announcers things, hey, let's stop talking about the injuries for a little while. If they're sure. on the court, you know, they're playing. But, but, again, it's a big part of the story. Baylor's been banged up. What, yeah. what is, what, what's the ceiling for this Baylor team as you see it, knowing that, you know, you, you're certainly not going to have your full complement of players? 
Well, I, I think it depends on the health of L.J. Cryer uh, right now. I mean, the reality is, you know, we, can, we can't avoid the reality. The reality is Baylor was 15-0 and 0 before they started having injury issues and a team that looked like it had a legit chance to defend its title. Uh, with all of the injuries that it's had, uh, James Akinjo is playing, but we know we can look at his numbers and see that he was playing at an elite level before he started having uh, his his back issue. And since then, you know, he's kind of been up and down. And then L.J. Cryer at the time was the leading scorer on the team, and 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 you lose Jonathan Chach, Jonathan Chachua who goes out, and and people may look at it and go, oh, well, that's only like nine, ten points a game, but. Uh, that's nine to ten points a game, plus the fact that he's the best ball screen uh, defensive defending big in the country, and that's meaningful. His energy, his athleticism, his leadership out on the floor leaves a big, big void. And, and, and so absent those three guys at full go, then I, I think Baylor's likely a sweet 16 team, uh, could be even more vulnerable in the first weekend of L.J. Cryer. Mm-hmm. Is not available, and partly not because they're not talented, it's more because they don't have depth. And that's one of the concerns that I have going into the Kansas game. I think Baylor's going to have to slow down the pace a bit because, as you know, Kansas on makes and misses, they run their basketball right up, right back at you. And, uh, the, the, you know, Kendall Brown has made tremendous strides, a terrific athlete. And, and I love the way some of the other guys, obviously, Adam Flagler coming off, uh, I, I, it was at least 27 points when I was watching. He may have made it mm-hmm. to 30. So they definitely have enough firepower. My issue is, are they going to have enough depth? And is L.J. Cryer going to be available to play? Yeah, it's, uh, he ended up with 29 in that game. And, and he, you know, he's got that unbelievable range. And I guess mm-hmm. we, can, we can credit Steph. I'm sure there was somebody before Steph that had like shot it from way out there, but it's funny how now we only think of Steph because of uh, he he popularized that. And sure. and I had to laugh, you know, after watching him in the All Star game the other night, and then watching Flagler in that game, you know, I'm yeah. like, did did Adam watch that? Because it, these guys have <laughs> no conscience anymore, you know, they, uh, yeah. as far as um, conscience, uh, as far as where they launch that thing from and it but in flat and by the way to your point uh criers the same way he's got yes. tremendous range as well oh, for sure take me take me back think about when you were a freshman at notre dame you know y'all had you played all four seasons and there were a lottery pick you played a ton of games i look back at some of the other notre dame greats like even if you go back to like dantley and woolridge and those guys those guys played all four years. Well, Kendall Brown could easily be an NBA pick and leave Baylor after this year. So sure. it's a different, you know, it, it, there's so much pressure on a guy to be good in this one season you might have him. When you look at Sohan and then you study Jeremy Sohan and you study Kendall Brown, what I'm seeing is, you know, Sohan seems to be a little more m- the mature player right now. Obviously, he's got that European background. What are you seeing with those two guys? And, and I mean, do you think even by the tournament, we, they could even make another leap? Well, Kendall Brown is an elite athlete. I mean, you're talking about a dude who can put his hairline on the front of the rim, either off two feet or off of one. So his ability to be able to attack and hang in the air a little bit and be able to finish, obviously his ball handling needs to improve, and it will because he's an 
excellent worker. And Jeremy Sohan, I, I mean, every time I see him, I see something more that I love about him. And I feel like he's flying under the radar with regard to the NBA because uh, you're talking about a guy that's got a three ball. He's got a mid-range. He can drive it and change speed, change direction. Uh, obviously, his finishing around the rim is going to get better, but he's got a beautiful pull-up jump shot. And the reality is that comes into play with all of the shot blockers in the NBA. And I love mm-hmm. Jeremy Sohan's game. I, I absolutely love it. So in terms of more skilled, Jeremy Sohan fits that description. The better athlete obviously goes the other way to Kendall Brown. And so uh, I do, I I think they're making strides along the way. And of course, uh, Scott Drew is just brilliant. I I, I was interested to see uh, once Jonathan Chama Chachua went out, would he keep playing man to man defense or would he mix up man and zone? And sure enough, he went back to that one, three, one zone and that one, three, one zone really, uh, kept Oklahoma State, who's more of a driving team, from being able to get in the lane. And it really threw their game off and threw off their momentum. And so that will give Baylor a chance because you just don't see that 1-3-1 one, one very often. And the slides in it are perfect. And you have a guy like Kendall Brown, who at the last second, when you think you may have a little short corner shot, who can actually come block and or alter that shot and, and allow Baylor to be able to get it out and transition on the other end. So I, I still think, uh, again, if LJ Cryer is available, James Akinjo is continuing to get back to 100% health, his ability to be able to get in the lane and make plays for himself and his teammates, now all of a sudden he's got two elite-level shooters on either wing, whether it be Cryer on one side or Flagler on the other, especially when they go small, with uh, Kendall Brown and Jeremy Sohan as the four and five. So I I do think the Sweet 16 is reachable as long as that group is healthy, and then it depends on matchups from there. All right. And and by the way, Baylor fans appreciate you over over the years, you know, even in that national championship run, seemingly um, a lot of people basically said, well, the Zags may be one of the best teams ever. And the Bears, uh, the Bears are, uh, you know, they're they're good, but they certainly can't they can't hang with the Zags. And I think as Mark Few would tell anybody that that played a role. You know, sometimes we go, oh, the chip on the shoulder thing that doesn't really come into play. I think Mark Few, uh, the Gonzaga coach, uh, Lafonso, absolutely thought it came into play, and that Baylor got sick of hearing everybody say they didn't have a chance at Gonzaga, and they came out and put a whipping on them. But uh, Lafonso, as I recall, you you stuck with the Bears through all that. So just know the Baylor fandom does does remember that and appreciate that. Well, well, they, it, it was a fact though, and I, and I said it before is two years ago Baylor would have won the national championship because I had been saying for two years that e- even if they met on a neutral court in the uh, non-conference season, so obviously outside of the NCAA tournament, Baylor was a bad matchup for. Uh, for Gonzaga. And the reason they were a bad matchup is Gonzaga runs that flow offense. Uh, they really only, and, and it's beautiful offense, Drew Timmy on the interior. Of course, they had Jalen Suggs, Corey Kispert, uh, but they they weren't used to having a team one through five be able to get up in and underneath them. 
So most teams love to reverse the ball through their fours and fives. Well, now you're talking that's Jonathan Shamachachua that's up into your four and five who's not allowing you to make that reversal pass. And if he does catch it, Jonathan's using his hands to try, try to uh, – keep the guy from putting the basketball on the floor or keep them from making an easy pass. And then on the offensive end, Baylor had something that no other team in the country had, which were three elite level shooters at the one, two, three position, <clears throat> excuse me, at the one, two, three position who could also put it on the floor to pull it up or get to the rim to make a play. And certainly if health came to be able to kick it across the floor. So I always felt that, Baylor was a bad matchup from Gonzaga, and it proved to be so. And again, had uh, we not had the COVID season uh, two years ago, Baylor would have won it there and would have repeated last year. And I had very great confidence in that, not based on anything with my relationship with Scott or my love for the Baylor Bears. It was just a fact, and it proved to to, to be so. The only person on that uh, Gonzaga team, a team that, that could beat Baylor, was a team that had multiple guys who could put it on the floor and create plays. Gonzaga only had one, and that was Jalen Suggs. And if you think about it, he was the only impactful player in that game for Gonzaga. He had 19 points, and I don't think anyone else was even close. Yeah, and I'm also grateful to UCLA for taking that game so deep and pushing them like they did. I think they sure. uh, they they played a complimentary role in that. But I I uh, I think you're dead on on all of that. The uh, and I, by the way, I love the um, your your relationship with the Drew family. I think you told the story last time I had you on, but you uh, you 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 know met uh, Scott's uh, dad and mom, and and just uh, y'all had a really neat time. And so, what a cool history that is! And we're fortunate enough in uh, in in Waco to get to see Coach Drew, uh, talking about Homer Drew, and uh, that's that's really uh, Lafonso. That's become kind of the one of the first families of coaching uh, because Bryce obviously uh, has, has got his coaching career going again. Yeah. And uh, that's a, that's a pretty unique family. Yeah. They're a beautiful family. They, they really are very, very genuine, warm and, and take their faith very seriously. And uh, I, I'm honored to, to be a friend uh, of the family and, and really wish them well. All right. Well, we, we wish you well. And congratulations, by the way. I did see where you were added to the um, – you should have been in there a long time ago, but whatever. It's uh, You're a very gracious <laughs> person. Uh, the Notre Dame uh, Ring of Honor, and uh, what, a, what a cool thing that was. And I know that just happened, uh, I think, what, in December? It wasn't that long ago uh, that you went in the Ring of Honor. And what a uh, – there's some – some unbelievable uh, players in those rafters, and you're one of them. So congratulations on that, too, because what a, what a tremendous honor that is. Yes, it is. Uh, the outpouring of love and support in and around that event was uh, literally indescribable. And uh, I, I never thought I had the chance or opportunity to uh, join that select group, and I'm very grateful to whomever the silent committee was that uh, thought – well enough of me to to have me inducted into it and so uh what 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 a beautiful opportunity to celebrate god's goodness with my family and my friends for that weekend it, it was definitely a a weekend for the ages all right well you still are all over those record books as i uh, looked when i was looking at the uh before this interview so you uh you still own a lot of those records uh listen safe travels can't wait to see you 
on Saturday night, or actually Saturday morning. And uh, by the way, Dave Aranda would be a fun guest, the, the, the coach of the Big 12 champion Bears. And he seems like a quiet introvert, and he is, but he's actually kind of a funny guy. So you'll keep that in mind as you're deciding who to talk to. You got it. I look forward to it. <laughs> okay. Thank, thanks for doing it, LaFonzo. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. That is uh, Matt Mosley earlier this week with Alfonso Ellis, who will be a part of the uh, game day show tomorrow morning at the Ferrell Center. Should be a lot of fun. And, again, you can participate. Uh, students, 830, the doors open for the public at 845. And then the, t- the uh, program with uh, Reese Davis, Jay Billis, Seth Greenberg, and, of course, Alfonso Ellis will begin at 10 o'clock on ESPN. So it should be a lot of fun. This is the John Moore Show. It's 341. Stay with us. There's more to come here on this Friday afternoon from ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Mac Roach joining us, Director of Athletics at Baylor. He wants to be here, and uh, I, I certainly think we're, we're blessed that, that he's our head coach. Okay, I interpret all that you just said is an eight-year deal. Okay, that's kind of what I'm going with. Mm, <laughs> might be on to something. <laughs> okay, good, good. My instincts are, are on. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bare spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Your home for Baylor baseball is ESPN Central Texas. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer Boys.com. Northern Tool and Equipment is the store for over 100,000 tools. Here you'll find the right tool for any job with brands like Milwaukee, Steel, Honda, Lincoln, and more. The Northern Tool and Equipment lot and garden sale is going on now. Stop in and save on sprayers, spreaders, aerators, wagons, garden equipment, and more. Shop in-store, online, or get it curbside. Northern Tool and Equipment, quality tools for serious work. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. It's official. Art Browles is back in college football. Coach Browles has been named the offensive coordinator of the Grambling Tigers. College game day will be in Waco tomorrow morning for the number 10 Baylor Bears and number 5 Kansas Jayhawks matchup tomorrow night at the Farrell Center. Tip is at 7 o'clock and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Number 5 Baylor women will also face Kansas tomorrow in the Farrell Center. That tip is at 2 o'clock and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor baseball continues its 7-game homestand to be with a 3-game set against number 23 Duke starting this afternoon. You can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. UMHB women's basketball advanced to the semifinals in the American Southwest Conference Tournament and will face UT Dallas at the Mayburn Center in Belton today. UMHB men also head to the semifinals. They will face UT Dallas tonight. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 345, 15 away from four. This is the John Morris Show here on a Friday afternoon. Tom Barfield, Aaron Sexton, glad you're with us. As the Bears get ready to take on the Kansas Jayhawks at the Farrell Center. Uh, tomorrow evening, again, it's a 7 o'clock tip, a 6.30 pregame right here on ESPN Central Texas. Game day's in town for a 10 o'clock show. You can check it outdoors for the students. We'll uh, swing open at 8.30 in the morning, 8.45 for the uh, for the public. And, and, and I believe they're asking you to wear white. I think we're going to try to do a little white out uh, when it comes to the uh, – the game day and, and maybe even the basketball game. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, wear white is what they're saying. And again, 8:30 for the students, 8:45 for the uh, public, and should be a lot of fun. Uh, they are in the bottom of the third over at the Baylor Ballpark, and it is one to nothing in favor of the Bears over the Duke Blue Devils as they open up a three-game series there. That game, by the way, is on our sister station. Uh, Fox Sports Central Texas. That's 13:30 a.m. and 93.9 FM. Uh, earlier this week. Uh, Bill Self, the uh, longtime Kansas coach, had a chance to to meet with the media and discuss the matchup with the Bears coming up tomorrow night. What do you think of the second matchup with Baylor? Well, I think it'll be a highly competitive, uh, fun game. Uh, you know, you, you work a long time to play in games like this. So uh, uh, <coughs> I know they'll enjoy it. I, I, I certainly hope we enjoy it. And it, it's it's kind of like a, a reward of both teams doing well to be able to host game day and <clears throat> or them hosting game day on a game late in the conference season that has implications. So we'll be we'll be excited about it. You guys have had some success in, in the bigger, more hype games down there. Is there is there a common denominator that's made that go your way? Uh, probably not. Uh, uh, the last time we did play down there, we got our butts handed to us. And the time before, we actually played really well and and, and snuck one out. So uh, when 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 we were both, if they win that game, they're the number one team in the country. If we win that game, we're the, we probably moved to number one. I think that's exactly what happened. So, uh, 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 and it you know kind of decided the league last uh, two years ago, and then last year they were so much better than everybody in the league. It, it didn't have any league implications, but. Uh, I don't think there's a common denominator. They, they've got really good guys, and we've got really good players, and it, it should be a fun game. What, what worked on a table? Uh, I think we did a good job on it. Even though Juan had him enjoy the time, we did a good job, and we did a good job on Flagler the first half. Uh, but I will be real candid with you. Uh, 
with when you play guards like that, that are that good, a lot of times it becomes a make or miss game because uh, he, he he can make all the same shots Saturday that he missed the other day, or you can miss the same shots that you made in another game because they're both great shot makers. So, uh, and and the and the show that that Flagler put on in Stillwater was about as impressive as anybody's done all year long, including our guy. And then Akinjo went through a game where he didn't make any shots. And then when the game was on the line, he makes two to win the game. So, uh, you know, they're, they're both capable of, 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 of uh, you know, Flagler, you know, uh, both capable of getting 30. I think it's pretty evident that they're both very capable of doing that. Hey, Coach, you and Scott Drew have both dealt with injuries over the course of the year. I think two or both three games. What? I'm sorry, what? Uh, injuries? You and Scott Drew have both dealt with a lot of injuries three games ago. He obviously didn't have Shama Chachua. Flagler didn't play. Cryer didn't play. How different is it from a game planning standpoint going into the game when you know, okay, you're not going to have these three guys versus somebody gets hurt mid-game, somebody has a migraine an hour before a game, somebody gets three fouls in three minutes. If you know going into the game you got six guys how much easier is it to plan for that versus something that happens over the course of the game? Uh, I, I actually think it probably is easier to plan for something uh, uh, if you know going into it what you what 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 you're actually dealing with. I think the unknown is hard. Uh, I think I, th I think uh, uh, you know to me when a when a player is injured during a game, uh, not only does that that you know, obviously affect the player. It also affects the, t the team in a way that that you see, you know, one of your teammates or your partners go down. Uh, when it doesn't happen on a game day, it seems like to me, you have those same feelings, but you also have time to prep and prepare for him uh, uh, not being available. So to your point, I think, I think it's actually probably easier knowing what you're dealing with. Uh, and, and, and Scott has dealt with some issues. Uh, uh, you know, if, if you can imagine us, if you're just going to talk about injuries, we had a Final Four team without Udoka as a bookie. We're the number one team in the country another year when Udoka season ends. I mean, so so th those are the type of players you can't replace. And to be real candid with you, uh, uh, the ones that have been uh, uh, dealing with injuries for Baylor are comparable type players. I mean, they're really, really good players. So I'm sure it's affected them. Uh, and I'm sure Scott's goal is we're going to be whole by the time it really counts the most. But they've, they've had an unbelievable year considering they've been dealing with some stuff. No question. Recently on Game Time, we are joined by Josh Neighbors from the podcast Locked on Big 12. I think Chris Beard is right when he says this is life. This is what happens. Things change. I think the fans are right to be mad at him because there's arguments that Texas Tech is a better basketball situation than Texas is. I think everybody here has a claim that they're right about, and I thought it made for an awesome atmosphere. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2022 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. The class of 2022 includes Bob Beeman, Chris Bosch, Robert Griffin III, Tony Parker, Carly Patterson, Mike Renfro, Susie Snyder-Eppers, and Stacey Sakura. Meet this year's inductee class on Saturday, March 12th in the base at Extraco Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 254-756-1633. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Keep up with Baylor softball on ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They, like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constitutional conservative for county court at law number three. Vote for Judge Ryan Luna. Early voting ends February 25th. To learn more, visit RyanLunaTX.com. Political ad paid for by the Judge Ryan Luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act. Three fifty-four, the John Morris Show here on ESPN Central Texas. Still one nothing Baylor out at the ballpark. You know, if you're wrapping up your day and you're looking for something fun to do, you can get on out there and check out some baseball. They are scheduled again for tomorrow afternoon and then Sunday afternoon to conclude the uh, the three game set with the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, again, there is some uh, there's a chance for some inclement weather, and if that happens, there's a possibility. There's conversations. They haven't made any kind of firm decisions or anything like that, that uh, they may play two on Sunday. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just stay close to the radio. We'll keep you posted. But that game, by the way, that broadcast, by the way, is going on right now uh, with Derek over on uh, our uh, sister station, uh, Fox Sports Central Texas. I started to say star. Fox Sports Central Texas. Uh, that's 1330 AM and 93.9 FM. Now, there is softball this weekend. And, man, old oh man, we mentioned this earlier that, that Glenn Moore – he knows how to schedule. Picked a good weekend. Yes, he did. This weekend, they are in beautiful Palm Springs, California, Oregon State. Uh, tonight at 10 o'clock, UCLA and Loyola Marymount tomorrow afternoon. And then Sunday morning, uh, San Diego. And then uh, then they'll head back to to Texas. So, But that's what Glenmore and the uh, Baylor softball team have got going on. Don't forget, tomorrow morning, 8.30 for the students, 8.45 for uh, the public. If you want to go check out game day, 
uh, from ESPN. That'll be uh, that'll be going on tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. And you can do that uh, tomorrow right here uh, at, at the Ferrell Center. And then at uh, 2 o'clock, it's the uh, Baylor women and Kansas. And then at 7 o'clock, it's the Baylor men and Kansas. Got some hoops in the Ferrell Center, and it should be a lot of fun. Hey, thanks for listening to the John Morris Show. Matt Mosley is standing by, and he is broadcasting live today from the Baylor Club, and he'll give you all the details on what's happening there. That'll be coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Uh, no, I beg your pardon. We'll talk to you again <laughs> Monday at 7 a.m. with the award-winning game time. That, uh, that program's heard every weekday morning, 7 to 9, on ESPN Central Texas. It's the anchor program of the uh, flagship station, ESPN Central Texas. John's at 3 on Monday, and Matt's back at 4 o'clock on Monday. And Matt's next right here.